This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and Coming. Is there anything interesting you'd like to say off the bat, maybe about Harry's Shave Club? Harry's Shave Club, interesting you bring that up. <laughs> Do you know they have free shipping for razors? Do, do you know this by heart? No, I just I I just know that they have free shipping at yeah. Harry's H A R R Y S dot com. Mm-hmm. They'll send you razor blades and your choice of either like a shaving cream or shaving gel. Shipping's free, and if you put Bertcast B E R T C A S T in the coupon code, they'll give you five bucks off. Really, it's not bad. So then. Typically, it's $15 for a month's supply of shaving, but with the Burt Cast code, it's only 10 bucks for a whole month of shaving supplies. That's uh, that's fascinating. Yes, I think it's kind of fabulous, and they bought this old, um, ah, just turn it Sorry. off. Why did it just, oh, did we just go to something else? Oh, fuck, I'll just turn it off. Okay, go ahead. It just messed up my whole read. No, it's, it's still doing really good. You think so? Yeah, it's real. It sounds real now. Well, it is real. So the the guys that own Harry's bought this German razor factory that they, that's been making razors for almost a century. So they've been doing this clearly very well for a long time. So it's yeah. a pretty smart plan. They just the owners wanted to kind of you know make good shaving and online shopping really easy. You just don't have to pay for shipping. I never believed that online shopping would ever happen. You didn't? Nope. When we were in, are those all on your way? When we were, when I was in, I guess, like right after, not college, maybe after college, right when the internet started to really explode mm-hmm. and people saw the potential of it, Obi was the first one who was like, who was like, dude, you know, one day you'll do all your shopping online. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? I never would have thought you'd buy something like razors online, ever. I, you know, it makes sense. We bought that damn camera, I bought that damn camera online. Yes. Today. Yes. But you do have to tell people, you know, to go 
to harrys.com. Go to harrys.com. Yes, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. All right. Very Today. Sure. Today. <laughs> well, might as well do the intro right now and then let this, well, just, no, there's no reason to do it. We any. just did the intro. Yeah, we did the intro. Wasn't that? Uh, tour dates, guys, I'm in Dayton coming up uh, in next weekend. So, uh, and then Irvine in December. That's it. And then tour dates will be posted for 2016. They're coming. Uh, shortly starting to come in right now. All right. And let's... if you'd like, you can go to BurtCast.com and buy a BurtCast mug or a machine yeah. shirt or an autographed copy of uh, Life of the Party. Or a autographed baseball playing card. Yeah. And we're coming up with new machine shirts. This artist, my December is going to be fucking. Powerful. It is going to be powerful. Powerful Burt Crusher. I'm already starting. I'm jump starting this a tad bit. Totally. Can you feel it? I can feel it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, what, uh, are we done with reads? I think so. Oh, go go to uh, BurtCast.com if you're going to do any Christmas shopping and use our Amazon link. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I just bought this camera today. This is how great, I, 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 this goes back. I really never thought that, like, when Obi came up with it, you know, o, you know, Obi and Hutch owned Obi Hutch Hem Street. Uh, all those guys owned a basically YouTube. They owned YouTube before YouTube was popular. Really, it was called Zoom Culture, and it was like, and they were like, one day everyone will have their own Zoom page, and you'll post your own videos on your Zoom page. And I, I remember going like, so people are going to be like editors and shit. <laughs> like you're gonna you're telling me like someone's gonna shoot it by the way all i knew about that at the time was that like you get you'd get that it was on tape i remember the first time i uploaded a tape to a computer and i was like hold the fucking phones i gotta watch it all this is gonna take a fucking hour to upload an hour of footage and now you videotape every moment of your life yeah but well it's cards you just put it in it just that's what i was looking for when I started using tapes, but they owned this company called Zoom Culture, and they were like, "Everyone's going to get Zoom pages." They flew us down to Mexico so that everyone that we would start people with their Zoom page. So we get them to in, do a video in Mexico, in Mexico, in Cancun. We we get them we get them like we interview them, and then we get their email address, and then through their email address, we'd set up their own Zoom page for them. So we'd set up technically a YouTube page for them. Okay. With their profile picture, because we take a picture of them, and then this one interview, and that would be their Zoom page. And then they'd we'd we'd do the me Hatterman, Obi, Eddie, uh, a bunch of guys would do all the interviews, and then these guys would. Uh... Man, I am trailing off a lot lately. What happened to Zoom page? Zoom culture went. It died. Mm. Yeah, it died. It was ahead of its time. It was really, it really was ahead of its time. But I remember Obi explaining to me, he's like, dude, you don't understand, man. They were living in uh, like Charlotte, North Carolina, I think, or like maybe Chapel Hill, somewhere like in the, the some, there's like a triad right there or something. Mm-hmm. And they were explaining to me, they were like, no, you, the internet's taken off. You know, one day you'll do all your shopping. You'll like get movie tickets online. You know, you probably won't even go to the movies anymore. I remember being like, there's no fucking way. There'll just be a movie screen in your eyeball. I'm fucking, I wanted to get the, the uh, Oculus Rift. Thing. What? There's this thing called Oculus Rift. It's these glasses that it it imitates real life. I don't know. I, I keep telling that like I think that would be the future of roller coasters is an Oculus Rift, but instead of being on a roller coaster, you're in a valley. So it's like you're base jumping. 
Oh, well, you haven't been to California Adventure, to Soaring Over California? No. That's what that is. It's amazing. Are you serious? Yes. It's not glasses. You're in, you're in a, like a seat, like a ride. Yeah. But then they lift you up and they put you into this kind of um, concave screen. So you're kind of surrounded by this movie screen. Yeah. And you're flying over California. And you feel like you're flying, like your stomach drops, and you're not really, you're not really dropping. It's oh, amazing. Uh, they they did that. They have that at Universal Orlando. They have the Spider Man ride, mm-hmm. and it it made me. It makes you feel like you dropped ninety yeah. stories, and I felt yeah. like I dropped ninety stories. Star Tours is that way too at Disneyland. Are you serious? Yeah, where you go, where you're in Star Wars, and you go through like space, and you're, you know, being chased by Darth Vader, and. You, there's like six or eight different films that you're in, so every time you write it, you're most likely in a different part of Star Wars. It's amazing. I, that's the future. That's the future of. Well, it's not the future of roller coasters, but I do believe that's a subset of roller coasters. Like they got Hulk. They are not Hulk. They got uh, Transformers. They got Spider Man. They've got like I think Indiana Jones has got a little bit of that, right? No. Um, I don't know. Indiana Jones is a really great ride, though. But yeah, the, I I love that. I love that where it messes with your mind and you really feel like you drop ninety stories. Yeah, the Star Tours and the Soaring Over California were incredible. A, a genius must come like a genius must come up with that. A visionary. Yeah. All right. So what are we going to talk about on this podcast? I don't know. We're moving pretty solidly right now. Are we? How do Tom and Christina do it? Do you think? I don't know. They probably cut start with the topic. Don't you think? Well, what did you hear about on NPR today? Nothing interesting. Really? No. Nothing that really riled me up. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this Amazon thing I bought. This f- camera. Uh, You're bored with that already? I, I don't know anything about cameras. No, 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 no. I'm amazed that you can order same-day delivery on Amazon. Oh, well, that. Well, yeah. They just have lockers all in the city with stuff. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is like, pretty amazing. That's amazing. I really got to be honest with you. Drone delivery, I guess, now is killed because they, they just changed the drone laws. Yeah. So you got to be a, a pilot to operate drones. Or something. Yeah, it's highly regulated. You got to have an FFA, FAA license. Um, what about me taking flying lessons in December? What about new? Why? We got too much to do in December. We got really? a lot going on. You really want to take flying lessons? Kind of. I want to get rid of my. I want to get rid of my fear of flying. Honey. You've flown so much. Uh, I think if you don't have, I think you're going to be hard pressed to get rid of it at this point. So you think it's just here forever? I think that you've flown like millions of miles on different types of planes and aircrafts and balloons and blimps. And it's still kind of hanging around. So I don't know. I mean, you've flown a plane before with another pilot in the plane with you. So, I mean, I don't know. I've done that twice. It, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. It's like scuba diving. It's Scuba diving, I think, is enjoyable, but it still gives me panic. I don't know that I like scuba diving. Really? The one time I went, I didn't like it. I got what was the deal? You went with like a boyfriend, and he just didn't get you certified and got you a tank? That's right. Yeah, and he got That's me. so fucking talking to the mic a little bit more. Yeah, that's what he did. and um, That's so fucking illegal and scary. Yeah, it was really scary. And I think he had two... My my wetsuit was too buoyant, so he had to put a lot of weight on me, and then I couldn't... Oh, are you fucking and then, kidding so me? So I, I had no control over myself, like I couldn't regulate where I was in the water, and then I couldn't physically get myself out of the water because I had so much weight on my body 
to, so that I go down. It was it was really really weird. And then I was in the kelp beds in Catalina, and the sea lion. I'm feeling really out of control. I can't really function. Sweet. And the oh. sea lion comes racing through the kelp right by me, scares the crap out of me. And I go up to the surface. I can't get out of the ocean because, you know, in Catalina, there are steps down into the ocean right in front of the casino. You can just step down. No, I'm no, I have no idea. By the way, I have no idea who this person is you're talking about in you. Me. And no, I know. I But this is such a globally different person than I fucking know right now. Why? Someone that does something that they don't want to do. Like someone that la- allows themselves to get out of control. I don't see that in you whatsoever. Like well, the idea I... that, that, that it's, it's not, it seems like it seems like. The definitely a Leanne I knew before I met you, because when I met you, you were not that fucking person. No, no, you know life's about learning lessons. I think that was one of my lessons where I was like, I'm never doing anything like that again. You know. So he he rented scuba gear for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you guys walked into the ocean. Yeah. So it wasn't off a boat, and no. then you couldn't get yourself out. So you just were sitting there, buoyant. Face first because you've got so much goddamn weight on mm-hmm. and your vest is leaning you forward. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting for him to be done scuba diving? Yeah, I got in Catalina in front of the um, casino there where you get. I don't in even the know water. there's a casino in Catalina. Why haven't we gone to Catalina lately? Well, it's not an open casino. It was when they first, you know, developed Catalina. Oh, it had oh. a beautiful, like in the 20s, yeah. it had a beautiful casino there. Um, so you walk down these steps into the water right in front of the casino. And so I was sitting on the steps. I wasn't floating in the water waiting for him. I could get myself. I just couldn't get out of the water on the steps. Oh, yeah. That I couldn't gear stand is up really and heavy. walk. So, but yeah, I told one of these guys, I was like, the sea lion just was rushing through the kelp. He's like, oh, he's probably running from a shark. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm never scuba diving again, ever. <laughs> that That's... scared me to death. Scuba diving can be really enjoyable. Like, but, but not, like, I'm not, I'm not. Well, I did snuba in Hawaii on Molokini when I was like 23, and uh, that was amazing. Snubas, we saw people snoobing. It's where they, great. They just got like a, you're attached to the Your regulator, the right. Yeah. It's like a 20-foot or 15-foot hose or something, your regulator's in your mouth, but the tank's on the surface, so you don't have anything on your body, like the weights and you got the some tank. weight. You got some weight or you wouldn't sink. I don't remember having weight, but I'm sure I probably did. You probably had a little bit, but not I much. Don't remember. Well, that's the other thing is I don't. This guy sounds so fucking irresponsible. I can't imagine that he listens to our podcast. Is this the dude that was the pro surfer? No, I, I highly doubt he listens to this. I podcast. doubt he does. Highly doubt. Is this the guy that was the pro surfer? Yeah, it and is. the millionaire who's also the <laughs> night manager at Lowry's. That's the one. You got it. Live and learn, baby. Oh God. I fucking wonder what that guy's doing now. I do too. You should look him up on Facebook. I'm doing it right now. No. Let's check him out. Oh, brother. I'm not sure I, this is what I wanted our podcast to be about. We can look up my ex-girlfriends. I don't want to. What's his name? I think I know it. What Do you? His first name's th- four letters. Yeah. Yeah. What's his last name? What's his first name? Did you spell it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I can't tell you the last name if you won't let me tell you the first name. There's probably a million people with his same first name, but not a million Wait, people with his same pretty, last pretty... name. Here, you type it in. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. Aren't you smart? I 
I haven't thought twice about that dude. There he is, right there. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Right there. He's got to be. So the story on this guy was. He's a business advisor. Oh, well, maybe he's. Maybe I was wrong about this guy. He was uh, a pro surfer, scuba diver. I've, I, maybe, maybe I don't want to see this guy. Here he is. Does That's he look? his picture. Oh. What? Uh, what? Well, this is what is average. Oh, he's not a business advisor, babe. What's what it said? Business no. advisor? He's got a page on businessadvisor.com. No, when you go back one click, it said, go back to where your Google search first came up. <laughs> I would this is so with... boring. Who wants it's to listen boring. to this? It's not boring. I would, I would turn this off if a podcast was on and this is what was going on. Okay, then, then let's jazz it up. Okay. Um, so the, th- the thing I'll say about scuba diving is th- when I did it, um, there is a level of competency and a level of like security you have to have within your own self mm-hmm. that they want you to have. And, it can, like, if you don't have it, then they don't want you in the water in a weird way. Well, yeah, that and, makes like, sense. Yeah, but, but it's, it, there is like, there is like this craziness of like life is so fucking fragile that if something bad happens, there's actually no fixing it down there. That's the thing that scares me. Right. Like when you're when we were 90 feet down, if something happened to my hose or my tank or my mask or my, not my mask necessarily but with anything in my breathing, there's no fixing it. Say right. I say my my tank allowed in a bunch of water and I started choking the water and I started drowning. Mm-hmm. There's no get there's no saving my life. No. It takes like 15 minutes to get me to the top. And that, and I'll be dead for fifteen minutes until they get me to the top. There was a guy that said one t- one time we went scuba diving. He goes, he goes, if something goes wrong, I'd rather you drown down here, and and let us take you up there and try to save your life up there. It's a lot safer. And I was like, that fucking makes no fucking sense. Well, I can tell you this: you're really selling it nicely for well, me to get certified. I, I, I have no, no I have interest. No, That's I have scary. no interest in you. I have no interest in you scuba diving if you don't want to scuba dive. I don't want to push you into doing it. I really don't because you won't enjoy it. There's no reason. Why do like not to say that I've done a bunch of shit sometimes that I've never wanted to do, but I never wanted to fight a fucking bull. I never did, and I did it, and I got hurt. I want to do stuff that I like doing, especially when I'm on vacation. We're going to Mexico, everybody. We're going to Mexico with a big group of people that we know and that we've worked with before, and it's a work thing, but it's a lot of fun. And there's this one dive in Mexico. I forget the name of it, but it's they've got a million statues in the water, and it's like this big fucking art exhibit at like 30 feet. And I want to go see it so bad. I want to go see it because I want to see it. I know that 30 feet is something that you can pop up from 30 feet and be totally fine. Right. You're not getting the bends. If if something bad happens, we can you can fix that. Right. At 30 feet. Yes. Callie, I watched Callie drowned at 40 feet. I told you that, right? No. I never told you that? No. Callie and I were diving our, our last, our thir- second certification f- open water dive. Callie, for those of you who don't know, is my old producer on Trip Flip. And not old, but like Trip, she was on last season. And she's one of my favorite people because her and the guys, people I had producing by the end, by the last season, I definitely was like, I had fought for them. So Callie and I took dive lessons in Denver and we did the whole class. We did all the indoor dive class and it was fucking amazing. And we were partners. I had a panic attack once in the pool. 
but she was my partner, and having her as my partner made me relaxed. So then we go to Fiji. Andy and Tyler, go, our two cameramen, go off and do their dive the first day there. I forced Callie not to do her dive with them and do her all her dives with me so that I have my dive buddy with me. Mm. We do our first dive at 50 feet by a reef. I have a panic attack going down, pop back up. Lady comes up, says, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. Just give me a sec. I breathe. I descend. I catch up with everyone else. And I have a great dive. I had a really great dive. That next night, that night, we had to do our second dive. It's sun setting. It's, it's dusk. We go out. There's really nothing around, to be dead honest with you. It's just we have to go down 40 feet, and we have to do the last of our certifications, which is um, I drop, take my regular out of my mouth. I say to Callie, I'm out of air. Callie then gives me her squid or octopus, and I breathe off of that, and we ascend to the top. Together. Together. Uh-huh. But he says to me, I want Callie to do it. I don't know why. Maybe because I had a panic attack. I want Callie to do it to you. Uh-huh. Callie, like underwater. By the way, the guy spoke New English. His name was Zen. Callie, out of air to Bert. Okay, thumbs up. Or, okay. Callie looks at me. I'm out of air. I give her my octopus. I hand it to her. She takes it, and she forgets to clear the water out of it and breathes in. Uh-oh. And she breathes in. A fucking mouthful of water into her lungs. Oh, God. And by the way, by the way, in this exercise, you have to be holding on to the person's BC. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a foot from her face, maybe nine inches, a foot from her face. I'm, I'm, I'm close enough that she can reach my octopus, a foot from her face, and I see her panic. And I, I'm ne- I'll, this has scared me. So much in life, I think of this look. I see her panic, and she throws her octopus, my octopus, out of her mouth, and is coughing and breathing in water. Oh God! And I see her reach around and look for hers, and she can't find it. And I'm, by the way, I'm just holding on to her tighter and tighter, staring in her eyes, watching this happen. And I'm like, I, what do I do? Like I'm panicking, but I'm breathing, but I'm panicking. Like, and then our guy Zen just grabbed the fucking grabbed. His BC, his octopus, shoved it in her mouth like a porn star and just held the back of her head and just pressed the air valve so air was just rushing into her throat. Mm. And then just held it there. And she, we're 40 feet under the ground, uh, underwater. There's no popping up at this point. Right. And just, and she just is, and I watch her breathe, 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 and then get it all together and then cough it out, cough it out, breathe. And then take her thing, put it in her regulator, put it in her mouth. And we go to the top and the guy says, it's over. I can't do this. And I said, no, 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 no. Hold on. I said, we can do this. I said, I looked at Callie. I go, are you okay? She goes, I'm fine. I just panicked. I panicked and I fucked up. I didn't breathe in air. I said, in order to get certified, we need to do this. We have to do a dive tomorrow. So I said, let's go down one more time. So we drove back down to 40 feet. And then I did it to Callie. I knocked mine out of my mouth. And I'd breathe her, and then she took me to the top, and then we were done our certification. But then our fucking next dive was at 90 fucking feet. Right. And I, that's what – I'm not saying that – I. it's something that – I don't know. My whole life, I think, is filled with this. Like, filled with these fucking things that I'm so fucking scared to do. And then once I do them, they become table conversations for me for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's really lived the life that you've lived. I mean, it's – I was telling Stephen about the incident in the hotel the other night. And he was like, that guy lives a life like no one else lives. That's why he has all these stories. What? What's the, uh, 
the incident with me? Yes, in the hotel with the text. The, oh, yeah. Um, well, the people are going to be really confused. Okay, well, sorry, people. But... Well, I'll tell them real quick. Okay. You want to tell them real quick? No, you can tell them. You tell them, because I've been talking a lot. You tell them. <laughs> you tell them. No, you tell them. No, you. Now people are turning this off. <laughs> Just fucking tell them. No, Bert was, it travels so much. I never know where he is. I never know where you are or what you're doing. If you're shooting Bert the Conqueror or if you're shooting something else or if you're doing stand-up. And you usually go from one thing to the other and you travel so much in the like eight or ten days that you're gone that I can't possibly keep up with where you are or what you're doing. So Bert called me. He called me the other day and said, I need you to go check my credit card and see that I have checked into this hotel. And I checked the credit card and there's no charge. So he texts me, stay by the computer. They think I'm lying. The police are here. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I'm calling you and calling you and calling you and you're not picking up. I can't get in touch with you. So I had to call manager. Manager called and got it all straightened out because now you tell your end what was going on. They, I, I had woken up. I had gone into D.C. to do radio with Elliot and we had drank at radio. And so then I took a car for an hour and I fell asleep in the car. I got to the hotel. My room wasn't ready. So they just were like, I was like, can you put me in any room? And they were like, well, we can throw you in a room and then switch you later to today. So they just put me in a room and didn't check me in. Didn't give me a, uh, like a, key. they gave me a key, but didn't give me like a credit card statement. Didn't run my card. Just put me in a room. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I, pa- I, mean, I didn't know that. I just passed out in a room. And then I woke up. I figured that was my room. I figured that was where I'd be staying. Woke up. And walked downstairs, asked guys where to go to dinner at the front, at the at the Bellman's, and they told me. I went to dinner, I walked back in, and I was like, they were like, how was it? And I was like, good. I walked up to the front, and I was like, hey, I, I don't have my key. I brought, my, I brought the wrong key. I said, I don't have my key, and I don't know what room I'm in. And they were like, excuse me? And I felt like going, you work at hotels enough where you, that has to happen. I can't be the only one that fucking's ever done that. And he's like, you don't know what room you're in? You don't have a key? And I did have a key from the other night. So I had a key in my pocket, and he goes, sir, you're in 723. I go, I just went, and it won't let me in the elevator. And he goes, well, let's go up. And we tried it, and it didn't work. And then he goes, how do you have a key to 723? And I said, I don't think this is your hotel. And then he looked, flipped it over, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's not. And he goes, well, are you sure you're staying here? I go, I'm pretty sure. I said, i got to be honest with you, man. I was drunk, so I don't really, like, I'm not the best fucking witness right now. But, like, I know I have a show in 30 minutes. And he was like, well, okay, hold on. What's your name? Couldn't find my name. Couldn't find my reservation couldn't find my credit card and then he called the then he went back and he was like this is going to be a needle in a haystack so we went upstairs to look at i go i think it's like the 10th floor maybe and i think it's like i think it's like you're out of the elevator elevator take a right take another right so we went up to this room there was a do not disturb sign i said oh i put a do not disturb sign in that that's my room so he went downstairs to get that key and that's when the manager stepped in i think that's where i got in trouble is i was going that's my room that's definitely my room i was just saying next there's a do not disturb sign the manager came up and said that's not your room sir and I was like, okay. I said, well, let's try the ninth floor. And he's like, that, we're not going to do that. And I was like, okay. I said, well, what's the, what's the, what's the protocol here? Do we just? And he was like, he was like, I, I've been here all day and I haven't seen you once. I was like, are you serious right now? I go, do you think I'm lying to you? I was like, what a fucking sham this is. If I'm like, if I check in, come to a hotel, pretend I've checked in, and just get you to open up a room so I can steal their stuff and hope it all fits me. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I was like, and so it kind of escalated, and then the guy, 
at the end was they figured out how, what room I was in because there was a – I told them. I said, I'll give you a heads up. There was, they tried to get into my room today. Someone tried to get into my room twice. Twice they did while I was sleeping. So they checked um, the disturbances in housekeeping, and there was one – two disturbances on one room, and they're like, that must be a room. So then we went there. Now, now people are tuning out of this podcast. Why? Because it's a fucking this. That was a go nowhere story. Why was it? It wasn't a go nowhere story. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was. Uh, and then, but yeah, I, I travel a lot. I travel fucking too much. You do. All December, I'm going to be home. I can't fucking wait. I know. What's it going to be like? Do you think to be home? This will be, this will be the longest I've been home in eleven years. In eleven years. For one month. Yes. A little more than one month. I'll be with you guys Thanksgiving. What do you think? What do you think it's going to be like? What are you anticipating? <sighs> a lot of anxiety the first week. The whole week? Yeah. You think really it will be a week? Because I know you know we have this reentry, but reentry is usually only a couple of days. It's not a. It week. was bad today. Yeah, but it was the first time. It was bad, and you've been home for almost forty-eight hours. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I don't know about the first week. All I know is that there's one lasting memory I have with, from the last time I was home for my longest stint, which was my 40th birthday. Yeah. And that was me and Georgia riding bikes. But just like me saying to her, hey, you want to go ride bikes? She was like, yeah. And we were riding bikes. We were driving down, uh, near the one block south of Sandy's house mm-hmm. down to the park. And she just said to me, you know, you've been really calm lately. And I was like, yeah. really? She was like, really calm. Like, is something going on? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I don't know. And then I was like, yeah, I am really calm. I think, I think traveling does take a lot out of your spirit. Uh, a person's spirit, not just yours. It is very hard on, on you to travel. And you travel uh, an ungodly amount in, in a week. Like, there was one week, a uh, last month i think where you were in five different cities in seven days and i was like there's no how, how do you recover you don't give yourself enough time to recover you have just all this intensity 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 so then when you come home and it's quiet it's unraveling for oh, you i was fucking i was eating my shoe while you were pay, taking isla to fucking the david's today Oh, Michaels? Michaels. I was eating my shoe. I was like, I can't be sitting in this room. I I, I haven't been in a I haven't been in a in a room mm-hmm. in quiet with nothing technically to do. And nobody around. In I mean I I can't even tell you. It's been a long time. It's been probably over it's been several years probably that you haven't been I mean, you've had pockets of being alone, but you've always kept yourself really busy. Yeah, and I was just sitting here, and I was like, I need to take Isla to the dentist. Because you're like, you always jam-pack the time you're home with podcasting so that you can you know, compile a bunch and then dole them out here and there because you're on the road and you can't podcast on the road. But it's really not, um, it's really not great for your health. It's not great for my health. I think that's no. the thing. I want to be like... Uh, like, I don't know if there's an example of this, of someone who travels and does this, that it's not a narcissist. Oh, it doesn't exist. Like, that, 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 that goes and gets up and eats healthy and works out. And, like, I, I mean, I just, I think that the average person 
when they travel, they end up at the hotel bar at the end of the night watching football or watching baseball and having a meal by yourself and having a glass of wine. Like, I don't know the person that goes down. On, I, I literally can't fathom a fucking lifestyle where I'm by myself on the road. And I've done it before, but where I'm by myself on the road in, like, Cleveland or something. And it's the end of the night. And it's and I'm there for – I land on – fucking wednesday for press on thursday and i go to the bar downstairs and i have a salad and some water and then go to my room and read a book but that's what i would do (laughs) i wish i wish i could have i wish i had that brain that's what i would do but but i don't live that every day you know that's what i would do now you know if if i went to cleveland now that's totally what i would do but i that but i'm here all the time with kids and busy and Always running and not sleeping well, and I was talking to Eric. There's a difference in in there's a difference in what I also do for a living. In a weird way, I feel like me living a life out having drinks at the bar in Cleveland is also then writing. You know, like it's researching writing. Like I said something to Eric. We were talking about uh, dating a young waitress last night, like. What would he even say to them? What would he like? Like it was, it, I, and I. It stems off of a joke I said last weekend. I was like, I wouldn't even know what to say to a twenty-one-year-old if I dated a twenty-one-year-old. What would I say to her? Like, did you play on your iPad today? Like, I don't know what <laughs> fucking statement you'd say to them. Like, because I I live with someone. Like I was like, they couldn't just they couldn't just seamlessly merge into my life. Like I couldn't like if. God forbid something happened to you. I couldn't just have a 21-year-old girl merge into my life. I'd have to get a 45-year-old woman who had been doing this. I mean, it's like almost like fucking the military. Like, you can't just have someone become a Navy SEAL right away. you got to work your way up to a Navy SEAL, That's earn the right funny. to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And then if you're a Navy SEAL, you can be a Navy SEAL. And, and I can definitely take a fucking... In any regiment. Yeah, I can definitely take a, a Ranger and put them in a seal training for a day and they're going to be fine. Right. But I can't just have a fucking a private private come in and Gomer be like, pile. I got this. So <laughs> and I said I mean it's cheating in life, but I I'd had a conversation with a girl uh at a bar one night, young girl, very attractive, and I just and I just whatever she said, I it just kind of like uh immersed into my brain. Uh and I, and I said it back to Eric, like her, how the end of her night ends mm-hmm. is wash her feet because her feet smell, get off her feet, uh, take some bong hits, put her hair up, get some comfortable pants. And I just said it back to Eric real quick. I was like, oh yeah, I can't imagine going back to her house and watching her wash her feet and then have her take a couple bong hits, put on some pants and then watch Vampire Diaries. And Eric just laughed so quick, but I was like, that's not, I, I didn't write that. That's just me hanging out at a bar late one night and talking to someone and listening to them. Right. And I think that's part of being a stand-up is you have to have those, those, I said this to that kid, Waleed Muhammad, that I worked with for that series we did for, uh, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Um, I know, but people may not know what oh, I'm talking sorry. about. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I did a series where we ta- take internet stars and we turn them into stand-ups. And so me, Theo Vaughn, uh, Al Jackson, a, a bunch of us did it. And I was saying to him, the funniest things in life, the things that make you laugh, me laugh the hardest is when people, when comics say something and I know that that's real. I know, like when David tells, one of the greatest things about David Tell, like 
I was talking to Big J about it, and he was like, I'll watch him do a joke, and I'll realize, oh, he must have driven out to see his mom today. Right. Because all his jokes are based on his drive. It's all right. specific. But see, that I don't think that comes from being in the bar. I think that comes – a lot of your stand-up, at least recently – has been come has come from being home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, then, yeah. that's what your your theory doesn't really hold a lot of water. Whatever. I got holes in all my fucking theories. I know, but you know what I mean. Like that's where a lot of your comedy lately's come from is from being here. So how interesting to see what you write in December. Yeah, a lot of holiday shows in December. A lot of dreidels and spinning bagels in the holiday show. What's that? Remember that song? Oh, On my the God. First day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, my true love gave to me matzah ball soup. <laughs> On the second day of Hanukkah, my true love gave to me. Kavelta fish. Two kavelta fishes and a matzah ball soup. <laughs> On the fourth day, third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Three Rubens dripping. It was right. It was yeah. They just went through a deli and named all the shit in a deli. They did. I couldn't stop fucking laughing. I've, those are my favorite. Those holiday shows make me laugh so fucking hard. They are hysterical because it's mediocre talent with even worse producing. Yeah, it's just some teacher. Bad. I think I could have been a, a fucking. I don't know what teacher. No, I was gonna say a teacher, but I just for the I just do it like Mark Harmon and let's talk about the grinder. The Grinder, <laughs> my favorite show. If you guys aren't watching The Grinder, check out The Grinder. It is so good. It's my favorite show. It's Rob Lowe, um, Jared Savage. Paul. Jared Paul. I used to play poker with. He was in action. He oh, was yeah. the writer in action. Used to play poker with him, and uh, and then I think he started dating my friend's girlfriend. But they had broken up. Mm-hmm. But what's even crazier is her brother played poker with us. So it's like a weird. Are you talking about Greg Cromer? Donna? Donna? He started dating Donna. Really? Yeah, and then this is about definitely what we should not be talking about on a podcast. But Greg was his best friend. Him and Greg hung out uh, all the time. And so I don't know if him and Donna stayed who's together. Who's Jared Paul? He's a guy that, that created fucking Oh, the creator. The grinder. He's not. An he's actor. a creator of the grind and he's actor. He's he's uh remember the episode See where See the mole? He's no, no. Remember the episode where Fred Savage it realizes I'm the grinder. No, the, no. The, on the second episode, when Fred Savage is like, "There's the one guy that's always going, you can't do it, grinder," and then Fred Savage goes, "I'm that guy." Whatever. Oh wait, in the grinder episode. In the grinder episode yeah, of the okay. grinder. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, I know which guy. He's that about. guy. He's in the grinder. Yeah, not the grinder. Where we've <laughs> just lost everybody. <laughs> um. So this is not going to be a very good podcast. No, it's going to be fine. I think people like to hear me and you talk because I think that, I mean, I don't know if what but people But should we like. talk about something like deep? Yeah. Like secret? Tell me. I don't know. I'm just asking. I think so. Like, what would what would people want us to talk about? Probably not the grinder. No. Do you think about... I always assume people want to hear what a shitty fucking parent I am. But you're not. You're a very good parent. I'm just down on myself. Like yesterday, I, like I went in and had that vent pod, that vent periscope, and everyone thought they're like, "Bert, calm down. We like you." And I was like, "I know that you like me, but sometimes I just fucking beat myself up about being me." So I'm gaining weight. I'm not being healthy. Well, you know, and I was in jeans. Jeans are not the <laughs> outfit you want to put on if you're feeling bad about yourself, <laughs> unless they're stretchy. 
Or you could wear jeggings. I want those barbell jeans that Rogan has. They're basically jeggings. Well, yeah, jeggings are kind of fabulous. Oh, I fucking love those. Well, you could just wear your um, jean jammers. Nobody would ever know. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Now I forgot I got off track. I think that, you know, people who don't know comi- a comic, like personally know a comic, don't really understand how complex as a as a person comics are. There is you're very complicated. There's nothing very simple about you or any comic that I know that is any good. You know yeah. what I mean? Every single one of your friends, Ari, complicated. Joey Diaz is complicated. Joey Diaz is is probably and I think he would say he's not but I think he's one of the most complicated guys I know. He is, and I don't mean complicated as a negative. I don't mean it I as mean, a negative well, either. Maybe complex is the better he's, word. He's complex. Very complex. Like, there's things that you would think a guy like Joey wouldn't give a shit about. But he does. He really cares he's about He's very them. deep. So are you. Um, very deep-feeling people. And so sometimes when you are that deep, you, you just, like we've talked about this before, where you don't react logically, you, re- you react to everything emotionally. And, you know, comics just filter things in life through something that most of us developed out of, I think. You know, like you you have this kind of childlike filter where you see things very creatively and very differently. Yeah. And it's hard for normal people, not, that's a bad word, but people. I would rather, I would rather but, not be called normal. But non-comics, you have to have a certain brain to be able to allow that person to be, you know, nonconformist. It's, I don't know, interesting. No, no I, I think I think that. So a side effect of that is that sometimes you have really poor self-esteem, and it's not based on anything real. It's based on your emotions. You're just an emotional emotional guy. My self-esteem's in the toilet. And uh, you're always been. I wonder why. But it's not like if you see me. No, walk- I don't think that's it. I think that you are mad at yourself for being for for feeling like you're not taking care of yourself. I am. Yeah, you're angry because you feel overweight. You're not taking care of your health. Your feet are swelling up when you fly, and you're angry at yourself because you know better. And but it's how can you? I mean, you're in a different city every other day. How do you eat a salad and have a glass of water and read a book and go to bed? That's so against your personality. Especially when your personality wants to be creative. Like I got, I got really like I love getting inspired and social. I love getting inspired more than anything. Like I love when you go, oh shit! I just had a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. You, I mean, you heard me this mor- this afternoon talking to myself from. What, eight thirty mm-hmm. until eleven thirty? Yeah, just sitting at the table talking to myself. But that, that, I love that. Like I got, I got into those vlogs big time. I'm really obsessed with vlogging. I really think that's kind of. I don't think it's the future, but I think that's an it, it to create your own media to create your create your own content, post it and get your own ad sales out of it. That is, you're you're skipping over everything. You're skipping over so much in what television is doing. That is the that is the format that is of television is to create content, then have people in ad sales get ad dollars. But this YouTube 
and, and I, you got it. You got to have a hit in order to make money. But once you have a hit, you're making sixty grand a month off off fucking ad sales, and you and everything you do, you got this grace period where everything you do is going to get sixty grand a month for the, uh, like a year. The only hard part about it is is every day. The thing that I'm obsessed with. There's two guys. There's this guy Casey Neistat. I think I said his name right. And this guy Ben Brown. Ben Brown is Mr. Ben Brown. I've talked about him, I think, maybe before or haven't. But he's this British guy who lives in South Africa. And he just, he vlogs everything. He, everything he does, he tapes. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like, so when when do you get to do something cool and not videotape it? Like, when do you get to just do something cool? That's my question. If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound if no one's there to hear it? I mean, it's like, are, can you have a good time without it being filmed at this point? Can that guy have a good time if he's not filming it? Well, I would argue that I've lived the le- the better part of the last six years doing everything I do f- for ev- spending every moment of my life being filmed for fun. Mm-hmm. So I think in a weird way, I kind of feel like it's a natural... It's more for me. My more my biggest problem is bringing the camera out or, out around you or around the girls or around because I think that is where it's unnatural. I agree. I hate it. I love it. I, I don't, don't want it. any. I don't need anybody to be looking in my driving around L.A. But that's because you got that Lowland Scott mentality. What does that mean? Like this, I don't even know what that means. I just I think I kind of made it up. Um, but it's it's you're a throwback to humans. Like there will there, <laughs> there will never be a human like you again. But that's horrible. I mean, not that I'm the perfect human, but I mean, what you're implying is. But that's not true. None of my girlfriends are into any of that shit either. I could fucking turn every single one of your girlfriends into a reality show about their family tomorrow. I can't even get Sandy to figure out Instagram. I bet. Like, she has an Instagram What percentage of your friends do you think? Listen to podcasts? Nope, 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 nope. Hold on. Okay. uh, Offered a reality show where they're paying you $35. An episode. Well, that's different. That's not different. Yeah, it is. Not different. That's a lot of money. It's not different. I don't know. How many people do you think would? Well, that's that is different than doing a vlog. And well, yeah, because they they don't. I mean, they they have no real kind of scope in how to make something creative, edit it, post it, and they don't technically have a fan base. Like, not like I'm not saying that I that. I'm saying I've got more of those skill sets than they do. So when it comes to a vlog, I can kind of do it a little easier and and get it out there and it meets more people. But I'm saying if if Buna Murray went to let's say let's just say let's just say our school, our place where we we take our kid to, we take yeah. out of the school and they offered they said, "Guys, we're doing a, a just a cattle call. Um we've given you a a sheet just simply check yes or no if you're interested in ha- in being part of our own your own series. What percentage of the families do you think you say yes? That I'm friends with? Nope, just what, at our school. Oh, well, that's different. We're well, in Hollywood. Well, uh, b- b- baby, I think Hollywood's, I think the rest of the country is even worse than Hollywood. 
Yeah, but a lot of people at our school. If you said that in but fucking Florida. But I don't Florida, hang out with a lot of people at our school. Well, just give me a scope. So you're saying that you, you're like the, you take the cream? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I hang out with people that I resonate with. Right. You re- yeah, right. But I'm just saying what percentage of the people at our school, what percentage of Americans would click, fuck yeah, reality show. Change uh, my life. A very high percentage. Change my life forever. But it would be so wrong. Well, okay, I'll play devil's advocate. I agree with you, obviously. We've definitely talked about having the girls on TV and not and have chose against it. Yeah. We've done stuff with them, but realized that a reality show might be a lot more vulnerable to them than they'd ever know. But that's my hindsight of being on Last Comic Standing too, and your hindsight of being on Birth Conquer. But uh, is it really wrong? Well, I don't know that it's wrong, but I don't know that it's right either. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems that we keep getting in. I feel like sometimes people are drawn, like, to the sensationalism of stuff instead of the real stuff. Like, the stuff that really feeds your your soul or who you are or your family in a positive way, they go to the sensationalism of things. And that doesn't do anything for you at the end of the day. It only feeds your ego. It doesn't really feed, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I primarily feed my ego. Uh, you ha- you do a lot of ego feeding, but not all the time. Like, if, if I had two cages, one is my soul and one is my ego, mm-hmm. my soul would be fucking looking into my ego's cage going, why does he get the food first? How many hats does that motherfucker need? <laughs> right? But like what if they said, what if they said, what if Travel Channel said, we would like to take you. This would be a hard answer to answer. I know our answer would be, we want to take you and the two girls and Bert. We want to take you around the world in a yacht. You guys are going to get paid, but the girls are going to be out of school for a year. They won't be around their friends for a year. But how many people would say, fucking done? A lot. But I guarantee you, I know your answer already. No. You'd never do that. No, I would never do that. But, you know, I... talking to the mic a little more. (laughs) Should I put it inside my mouth? Look how I'm holding mine. Uh, Well, I just would not, you know. I also have a different perspective as a child because of, you know, my mom pushed me into acting as a kid and I didn't want to do it like did not want to do it so I would I I had no interest I just wanted to be a kid and I think that if you I don't know I think our it would be a very dangerous thing because then you 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 get this trip around the world that's fabulous but it's work I mean you have to kind of be on camera all the time and That's not being a kid. No. I mean, that's not a free trip around the world. Okay, what if they said, what if they said, we would like both your girls to be in uh, the grinder? <laughs> I'd probably make them do it. I would not. I, I would not. Because, you know, not only that, but you see these kids on set that are actors, and they're so out of touch with, like, their age. You know, if you're seven... And you're on a TV set, you you're suddenly very mature. Yeah, and and that's 
I just don't think that's fair. I mean, not for me. It's fine for other people. And, of course, there are some children who are just put on this planet mature enough to handle that. But not all kids are mature enough to handle that. And as a parent, you have to know when to hold them and when to fall. You know what I mean? Okay, what about this? What about this? What if Travel Channel said, what if Travel Channel said, you know what? We've we've had such a great run with Bert. We'd like to do it with you, Leanne. (laughs) <laughs> there's no way what if they said we'd like you to take over trip flip and next nine months we want you to travel the world and take people on adventures no, of a lifetime no i would not leave my kids that's not the agreement i i did not no i couldn't do that i couldn't leave my kids for nine months and travel the world that's it's, what you do it's easy uh, i know that's what you do but i can't do that really no i could not do that what if they said one month? What if what if what if what a survivor call? Would you do survivor? No, I wouldn't do survivor. Really? I'm not strong enough to do survivor. I would have been Yeah, but you look so good at you when you got done. <laughs> I would look good when I got done. I know, I'd fucking I would love have that. been good at survivor maybe in my early thirties. If survivor called, or you really kids. wouldn't do survivor? No, I don't think I would. Are you fucking serious? I mean, I think I'd be good at a lot of the stuff just because I grew up, you know. In the woods, whatever. But me and Don Wildman were trying to get on Amazing Race. Who's Don Wildman? He's on Travel Channel. He does Mysteries at the Museum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we talked to you about this. Yeah, I? I think so. Yeah. And uh, Don and I were like totally fucking in. Mm. Travel was like, okay, let's fucking. And then I think it was Karen said, "Just so you know, someone said to me, they're like, just so you know, if you don't win, you get sequestered in a hotel for like thirty-one weeks." And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, when you don't win, they can't have you, you be around there, people. Right. You have to stay there. And I was like, oh, that's not fucking happening. No. Like, that will not be happening. I will not. I'm not sh- turning my life off for 31 fucking weeks no. while these other people have a fucking blast. And they think the same thing happens for Survivor. They keep you in, like, a resort. Well, wait. That's what you just said. It happened for Survivor. No, uh-uh. Amazing race. I'm sorry. Amazing race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't leave my kids like that, no. I mean, like... When we go somewhere for a week or something, I'm fine with that. But that's like, there's the thing about work, too, is you have to then become really focused on work. Well, someone has to focus on your kids. I mean, that's based on really old-fashioned. Yeah. Sure, it's not very feminist or whatever, but I don't really care. You know, I had, I didn't have kids until I was 33. I had a career. I had, I had, you know, I did that stuff. When I got pregnant... With Georgia, I thought, this is my path now. You know, this is my path now. And if I am agreeing to have this child, then I have to uh, fulfill my part of that at, to the best of my ability. Yeah. And saying, you know what, I'm going to travel the world. For nine and I, like, But our circumstances as they are now are different than, say, if we were dead broke and we couldn't afford to do anything and we were destitute and you weren't working. And all of a sudden, I got the phone call. Well, someone's got to work. Like when I was working in the beginning of your career, I didn't want to be at that office all day. You were barely working. And I was not barely working. I'm joking. I'm but joking. I didn't want the nanny with our kids for the few hours that they were home after preschool. I wanted to be with them. But I, we couldn't do that because we had to survive. We had to make yeah. some money. But as soon as it shifted and you started earning the money, then I was able to step in and be, you know, mom. Because that's what I agreed to when I, uh, to the universe, agreed to have a baby, right? You you have to take care of it. You don't just go, whatever. Do you know they said, I heard on the news, they said that single women mm-hmm. 
Georgia and I were listening to the to NPR. Mm-hmm. Was it Georgia? Yeah, picked up Georgia yesterday. Georgia and I were listening to NPR driving home. She's sitting in the front seat with me. And uh, on NPR, they said that single women mm-hmm. in their 40s yeah. are happier than married women with children in their 40s. Well, having children is really hard. Do you know? What, well, do you know what they said the number one reason was? Lack of sleep? Nope. What? I, I want to say you'll guess it within five tries. No time to yourself? Nope. Bunions? Nope. I have no idea. Clutter. Clutter makes me insane. They said that fuck that that single women just they didn't have to step over anyone's shit. Yep. By the way, I probably misheard this entire interview, but Georgia when when Georgia heard clutter, she literally like leaned back and looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She goes, "That's totally mom." It is totally mom. Like today I was thinking about our dining room table. This is so lame. But I was like Isla has this project we are working on. We get nowhere to keep the shit for the project except the dining room table. Guess what? Georgia has two projects she's working on. Nowhere to keep her shit but the dining room table. And then, so guess and then what I happens? Made dinner and the, Half yeah. the dining room table is a gorilla, some fake trees, some beads, a couple of strings. Yeah. And, and because we can't put it away because we have to finish it, we're working on it every day. And we had to have dinner tonight. And we had to have dinner so it just gets shoved to the side. It just gets higher and higher. It makes me insane. I was the cleanest tidiest place for everything everything in its place only child nobody messed with my shit and i have to say that is an ongoing that and lack of consistent sleep are my two complaints about this portion this phase of life when you think about it in a deep way that's so petty it's a really petty thing no no they were talking they were talking about but in the day-to-day of your life where i sit there and go i seriously have to pick up Four pair of shoes to be able to walk from my front door to the kitchen without falling. And guess what? Zero of the four pair of shoes are mine. Yeah. Do you think it would be different if we had a bigger house? No. I think the clutter would just be in more places. The only thing that would be different is like the art project. Yeah. Like if we had a bigger house, I would have like a, a community desk where we could do that stuff and it could just stay there. Yeah. Like I've even been thinking about rearranging our dining room and having some kind of thin, long thing against one wall where we can just leave all that shit and it's okay. The only problem is the dining room is the middle of our house. So if like someone comes over, you're still looking at a gorilla and a tree. Hey, we don't have our dishes from Italy up anymore. They're, they're stacked up on there. I've been meaning to put that thing in the garage forever. Okay. Oh, you took, oh, you're ready to take it down? Yeah. Let's do that tomorrow. Well, I don't have anywhere to put, we'll talk about it. Okay. No one, no one here can see what we're talking about. But yeah, I think that's probably very accurate. That clutter thing makes it is one of my two biggest complaints and not being able to sleep well. And I don't sleep well when you're not here either because I'm always listening. You know, I'm listening. Isla woke up every fucking night of her life till she was four and a half. So for four and a half years, I woke up every single night between two and three o'clock in the morning. And I think that just resets your body. So your body's like listening. Well, no, they said they, I heard a, I I don't know where, I don't know where I heard this. I know I didn't make it up. I don't know where I heard it. Mm -hmm. They were saying that insomnia is a real fucking thing that people have overactive minds. Right. And they can't, and overfiring neurons or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. And that, that is insomnia. Like John Moore 
uh, I don't know if, if you guys are big fans of the podcast. John Moore was on the podcast very early when we started doing it. He was on with, with Joey, I think, one time. Yes, he, he was. He was a writer for Comedy Central's Roasts, and he just produced Joe Schmo, um show. Um, but John Moore's got legit insomnia. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, like, like ambience and still not sleeping insomnia. That's kind of crazy. I don't have insomnia at all. No, you don't. If anything, I got sleep apnea. You do have sleep apnea. I don't know that I have insomnia. Because what's so interesting is, like, I got in this rhythm for two weeks in a row where I was going to bed between 9.30 and 10, and I was sleeping seven or eight hours straight, uninterrupted, not waking up. Really? But if I wait to go to bed, like, 10, 30, 11, I don't ever fall, like, all the way asleep. And then when you're home, you snore, so I have to move. And then sometimes you just go, fuck it, I'll sleep with the chickens. <laughs> Our chickens are in the mom cave right now. We have three chickens. Do you want to talk about the chickens real quick? They're really cute. They're really cute. Yeah? Yes. They're... Do they feel, does this, is this like a, what is it about you that likes almost, do you find a connection with your history or your family or your heritage when you add hardship onto your life? Like say baby chickens, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of work. I haven't complained about them. Not once, but do you find no? no as a matter of fact, you've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I have. But do you do you is it, have you enjoyed it because you find a connection with your heritage? Your heritage grew up in hardship, in work, in. Well, I don't think of them as hardship. I think of them as work, but not it's not a hardship. Um, I think what it it connects me to is the farm. Like being on Granny and Pop's farm. Yeah. You know, they, I've always loved that land, their land. And I've always loved the animals they had. And, you know, I raised a baby calf every year. And I've always, Granny always had chickens. So I think that's what I'm connecting to. Like, I don't, there's no part of me that wants to live in Georgia. But that part of growing up in Georgia was so amazing for a child yeah i think for almost any child like isla could you imagine isla if she lived on that farm with cows and at the time when i was a child there were cows pigs goats horses and chickens that you could just go and i mean you obviously wouldn't go in the pasture with the cows much but i could go with the goats and the chickens anytime yeah and just sit you know i was an only kid again so i do that a lot I just go from animal to animal and Isn't hang out. Isn't it crazy to go from an only child your whole life to then married two kids? It is a bit, it, yeah, it is. Because I don't find it to be that much of a change. Well, you had two sisters. I know, but I expect I expect one more kid. She no, <laughs> no more kids. <laughs> Not with totally this done. one. Oh, I'm totally done. I'm Would 45. you like? Let's be honest. Would you get an abortion if you got had a, got pregnant again? I don't know if I'd do that, but I there's I'd be. I would I would have a really hard time. I would have to have some serious come to Jesus moments with myself. It would ruin your life. It would I wouldn't say it would ruin my life. I think that's a very strong statement. Yeah. But I, I mean would that's, I'm say, saying that I'm saying that what what I would think you would say, but I I mean I I can't imagine why well, I wouldn't be there for it. I mean I wouldn't be there. Like that's the shitty part is that I'm in a schedule now where I'm barely here for the kids that are that are talking. I'm good. I got. I feel like I've got my hands full. I've yeah. got you know one is super emotional and one is, God damn it, is is a handful. So I think I think I'm good. I'm good. 
And I got chickens and dogs and cats and fish. I'm full up. A snake or an iguana. No snake. No snake, no iguana. It would be cool if we could have parrots who could live no, in our backyard. No parrots. No. Parrots are mean. They'll bite your nose off. No, they won't. They're, they're, uh, how about monkeys? If no. we have, Here's the deal. I've talked to this guy at Monkey Kingdom. He said that we could get these monkeys. What we have to do, they're um, squirrel monkeys, I think, mm-hmm. is what they're called. But they throw their poop, don't nope, they? Nope, they don't. know. fucking, they're beautiful animals. And he said, all you have to do is make sure that you have something they want to breed with. So we get what? one female monkey, keep her in a cage, and let those guys come in and run trains on her all the time. That's disgusting. No, but that's that. That's how you do it. You got to. They need to know that what they want to fuck is where you are, and they'll always be where you are. So you're a monkey? Is that what you're telling? No, me? not me. I get a female monkey. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that maybe you are a monkey. Oh, maybe I am a monkey. <laughs> maybe I am a monkey. Um. Any more subjects you want to talk about? I don't know. Any more subjects you want to talk about? We've done an hour three. Really? No, it didn't seem that long. No, it didn't seem long. Um. Can uh. <clears throat> Is there anything you want to talk about? No. No. So then we're done. All right. Thanks a lot. No, I'm, I'm joking. Uh. No, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I, like I, I, I could keep talking, but I, I mean, I feel like we had some good, we had some good pacing. Do you think so? Would you like to do more of these? I don't know. I, I feel like I have. Here's my feelings about podcasting. Okay. Okay. By the way, these are, it's like listening to Georgia talk about banking. Huh? Because you've never listened to a fucking podcast. I have listened to one. Leanne, I listened to, you know, I listened to two podcasts today. Well, I just don't get, I just don't, I, I'm not in the, you know, I don't know. But I, you know, you'd really enjoy it. I think I would. If, if you it find were the ones you like. One, right. Yeah, well, that, that's, of course. You listen to one podcast, you listen to Mark Marin interview. What that person when we drove to uh, Fresh Air? Uh, Terry Gross. That's right. That's so funny. I was Edit like, out name. Joey's wife, not not the same thing. <laughs> don't say Joey's wife's name. Oh, so- oh, I can't. I don't know, but I don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't think. I didn't know that. I... It's one minute and four. I'll just bleep it out. I'm sorry. Um, uh, no, Joey's. I think Joey's. Very, that's one of the other more complex things about Joey. He'll tell you every fucking detail of his life, prison, things that you'd never expect to hear. But then like something like his wife's name, he would never want you to know that. It's the same as you. You have in- his intimacy problems. He is tell you everything on stage, but the intim- it's the intimate stuff you don't want to talk about. I don't mind. I talk about anything. On stage. On but- stage. And but- off stage. Well, his intimacy is different than yours, but it's still a kind of intimacy stuff. It's just, it's, 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 it's. Bizarre intimacies, not bizarre to the average person. Right. The bizarre, like the average person, would be like, "Why would that matter?" But then, for me or Joey, like, like we, there's I, Joey and Ari's the same way. I mean, Ari, Ari called me one time. We had the weirdest fucking conversation about about how many times to text people, and it was like we were both spiraling out about having sent two texts and ha- not hearing a response. And do I send a third text? Oh my god! And we were li- and literally we it was like we connected. I, w- I want to say we were sitting in my car in in front of his house, and I was like, "Can you fucking believe that we both have this issue?" And That's then, so like, funny. And like Joey won't allow you to text him; he won't allow you to leave voicemails or text him. 
And I remember one time I was like, as early on, I think I texted him, and, he, and then he called me, and I didn't answer. I was like, I already texted him. And he called me again, I didn't answer, and then he called the third time. And he was like, he was like, dog, I called three fucking times. <laughs> you pick up the fucking phone. If I'm calling, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay. He goes, listen, and he got really upset. But then he was like, that's just who I am. I don't fucking text. I don't fucking email. I fu- you call me and I talk to you on the fucking phone. If you're my friend, that's how we do it. And I was like, got it. I was like, fuck. Because there's so many people I just blow off. I just don't reply to texts ever or f- return. I never return fucking phone calls except for Joey. <laughs> right. I definitely reply at, return to every one of his phone calls. Um, so let's talk about your podcast. I don't have one. Let's do one for you. I don't have one, though. But what would you want it to be? You know, that's so funny because I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't really know what... Probably the best person to do a podcast. Because I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about what anybody talks about for a podcast. I mean, what would I talk about? I don't know. I mean, your life. I bet you connect with a lot of people that listen to my podcast, wives. Or a lot of people that listen to my podcast, they go like, oh, she's just like my wife. You get on the road and you're missing your wife and you're like, oh, I'll just listen to Leanne. You think so? There's women that listen to my podcast. I'm always blown away. I always see women at my shows and they're like, you know, just so you know, I listen to your podcast when I clean the house. I'm like, really? And they're like, oh, you remind me so much of my husband. And How like, funny. And you're like, really? And they're like, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a different version. It's not you're hearing stories that you can connect to. I mean, I think that this podcast was, went really well because our stories, the stories we told, it's not like we're trying to sell a product. It's just a conversation. But I think people connect to them, and maybe people don't. And we'll definitely hear about that. That's what you're not ready for is the fucking microscope no, of people hating you. I don't really care about that. You know, the people that matter to me live in this house and and around this house. So if somebody – what? I'm serious. No, I, wish I, I was about to say I wish I could say that. If somebody, if somebody on the internet doesn't like me – I'm sorry, that doesn't really affect my day-to-day life. And I don't mean that in a shitty way or a bitchy way at all. Well, it should be like that. But that's my point. The people that... You'd be shocked how much it would matter if you put out a product and people just started hating it and you'd be like, wait, wait, who the fuck is this? Well, no, the way I look at it is like this, right? If I'm driving in the parking lot at Target and somebody gets mad at me for something, then I go, but I didn't do anything wrong intentionally. And so I don't need to take that from you because I didn't do that to to hurt you or whatever. So someone goes, she sucks. What? A, well, this is who I am. So I like who I am and the people in my life, I think, like who I am. I like who you are. I feel loved and I love my family and they love me back. So really, and I don't mean just my family in this house. I mean my in-laws. I mean my dad, my cousin. I mean, you know, everybody. Yeah. So then... I don't need that approval. I mean, sure, it's nice to have people like you. Don't get me wrong. But if someone on the internet goes, she's full of shit, I don't really care because I I don't think I'm full of shit. I wish I could be like that. I wish I could just, I used to be like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm overwhelmingly concerned with what people think. I understand people have not liked shows I've made on television. People do not like certain things I do about this podcast. And I don't really totally care. Like, I go, eh, well, what are you going to do about it? Not everything's for everybody. Right. You know, not everybody likes the grinder. Well, they're wrong. Not everybody likes Game of Thrones. They're, they're (laughs) wrong. I mean, that's fucking, they're really wrong. But you know what I mean? That's what I mean. 
If someone doesn't okay? like Game of Thrones, I don't understand. I don't know if I can respect them. Like I said to Steven last night, I have a hard time respecting people with broken iPhones. Why? Because if my iPhone broke, I'd fix it tomorrow. Well, maybe. Depends on where you were in your travel schedule. Oh, God. Maybe you're right. But like I said, every time I see Steven with a broken iPhone, I want to go, can you just give that to me and I'll go get it fixed? He's, yeah, I don't think he has time. He doesn't have any time, but no. I just go, like, it's like the same with vape pens. That's why I said you start smoking a vape pen now that you have a broken iPhone. Because vape pen people, I just don't get, <laughs> I don't get vape pens. Like, I don't. I don't get smoking at all in any way, shape, or form. I understand smoking. I fucking totally get smoking. I don't get any Oh, I that. could go back to smoking in a heartbeat. I could smoke cigarettes tomorrow morning but that's the thing though someone says this could kill you and you go oh fuck it i'll do it anyway yeah no no that's not what you yeah, said you also then could die from something else yeah well then that's fine but you're not knowingly contributing to it by se- sucking on a cigarette yeah but smoking is a lot of fun i mean i'm just being like devil's advocate about this in my life experience there is a camaraderie a bonding a moment it is a it is a piece of Americana, almost a piece of of humanity to step out, light a cigarette, and just fucking zen out. And this is me. This is my moment. It's in. There's something very romantic about it. There's times where you look at people smoking cigarettes and you want to smoke a cigarette. Now, I obviously haven't smoked a cigarette in f- fucking twenty years. Mm. probably 20 years 20 fucking years and I wasn't even a real smoker per se but man when I was like when you go to a bar and bum a cigarette I just met like I look at Bobby Kelly and I I look at Bobby Kelly and Jim Norton and I always say to them like do you guys really don't you guys miss it because th- when I started stand up Bobby Kelly smoked non-fucking-stop I will be very honest with you Bobby Kelly smoking cigarettes is one of the sexiest things you've ever yeah. seen. Bobby Kelly smoking cigarettes is hands down the sexiest thing you've ever fucking seen. It is, he's, and I'm, I don't mean that in like a homosexual way. I mean that in like a a fucking black and white photo way. He just owned cigarettes. Jim Norton just was like a nerd. He belonged with them. He was nervous and, you know, just fucking compulsive and it was cool to see jim smoke but man bobby smoking he just was fucking oh he destroyed smoking cigarettes mm. it's like dice uh, almost like it was like it was part of his personality yeah. part of his character you know yeah never smoked no no i you know why my mother that story about my mom right? no my mom's brother was living with us when i was Probably about nine, maybe, for a little bit. And he smoked cool cigarettes. Drove a motorcycle, smoked cool cigarettes. Also did a lot of heroin. But whatever on that, he, I just thought it was so cool that he had these cigarettes. So I said to my mom, I want to smoke a cigarette. So she gave me one of his cigarettes and said, go ahead. So I put on her candy high heel shoes, flip-flop shoes. And I walked up and down the street in the neighborhood blowing out on a cigarette thinking i was smoking it i thought it was so cool and i had to be about isla's age about nine really 
And I came home, and she said, how'd you like it? I said, oh, it's fine. She said, did you breathe it in? And I went, I don't know what you mean. And she lit a cigarette for me, and she gave it to me, and she said, now breathe it in. And made me smoke it, and I thought I was going to die. Because a cool, you know, it was a menthol. By the way, I bet you probably could have. The nicotine levels for a child probably are a lot more dangerous than a fucking adult. I have no idea. But I'll tell you what, I never smoked another cigarette again. Never. Now, I don't think that was the right method, but I I drank. I did, uh, you know, other stuff, but I never did smoke a cigarette. Cause I, that was the worst pain. It was so painful. I cried and cried and cried and cried. It was awful. I look at that. I can't imagine. The first time I smoked a cigarette, I smoked it with Stephen St. John uh, out in our neighborhood and I just puffed on it and I liked the taste in my mouth I thought the taste tasted good uh, I was like oh we smoking for the taste that's why they always go Marlboro's they taste better uh-huh. I didn't know that you got a buzz off of them and so we like smoked cigarettes and I don't think either of us inhaled just puffed them and then fucking threw them out I think I did try one in high school one time and I think I took like two puffs and went no that's not for me uh, and then I smoked with Spencer Ford, Spencer, me, Cayman, Trey Arnold. It's a maybe. I'm trying to think if it's anyone could have been anyone else. Me, Spencer, Trey Arnold, and Cayman. In uh, Trey Arnold had a car. He was like left behind, so he was he was 16. We were freshmen. So, oh my god! <laughs> but this is so funny is that he was he was maybe five two. So he, and he had a, he had an impulse. Do you remember impulses? Yes. <laughs> that was such a badass fucking car. Yeah. And we'd sit in the back. Me and Spencer came and would sit in the front. Trey's driving, and Spencer smoked a lot. Then he smoked like a pack a day back then. Oh my god! And uh, Spencer would hand me a cigarette. And he goes cigarette, and I was like, Oh yeah, I love him with Stephen St. John. I love the taste. <laughs> and I just puff on it, and Spencer just goes, Give it back if you're not going to fucking smoke it. And I was like, I'm smoking it. And he goes, No. You you pull in and then you inhale. And I went, what? He was like, pull in and inhale. And I went, and I did it. And I went, whoo, I just got a buzz. And I was like, oh, I fucking like cigarettes now. And then probably smoked them, like, definitely. When I say on and off, I mean, like, so seldomly, I wouldn't say I'd ever smoked. But through high school, like, we definitely, if you got a pack of cigarettes, everyone would have a cigarette. But we smoked Marlboro Reds. Mm. It's fucking back when men were men. Everybody in my hood smoked camels. Uh, camels in college. Chris Roberts got me into camels, and it was like more like the hip hippie cigarette. Mm-hmm. And so I got like camels. But then dipping tobacco, I loved that. I really genuinely missed that. I really missed that. Yeah. I'd love to do all that again. But I last chew I took, do you know when it was? Uh, I don't remember now. I can tell you. I'm sure you can. Uh, it was our honeymoon. Oh, yeah? Driving down, driving down to, uh, Key West. Yep. In that car ride, we were probably in, like, Ocala. And I put a chew in. You were driving. And I just was like, this is not enjoyable. I'm not enjoying it. My horse racing. And your dad had, like, gotten me, like, three bags. And I just was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done forever. And I never took one again. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Hey. Um, yeah. Are you good? 
I'm good whenever you're good, babe. Should we go to bed? Whatever, I'm tired. Should we bring this in and just tape record my snoring? Oh, it's pretty massive. It might break the machine. It's pretty was bad. Was it Tom Segura that I heard say? I think it was Tom. He goes, uh, my wife says I snore. I've never heard it. Uh, it's because he's asleep. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I've videotaped your snoring, so you've heard it. It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad right now. But it won't be that bad today because I worked out today. I didn't smoke a cigar. Cigars really affect my snoring. Did you smoke one last night? Yeah. I you did? smoked a cigar last night. Oh, that's right. I forgot. We went out. So, um, and I only had maybe... One bottle of wine? No, not even. Do you think? I had one glass from the other bottle. And then, yeah, but the other bottle was half drank. Oh, you're right. It was half. Yeah. So maybe... Half, half a bottle. A bottle. I've had a half a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. which isn't fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Doctor Drew will tell you it's horrible, but it's not bad. I think it's kind of a lot. Half a bottle of wine. You're supposed to have one glass a night, six ounces, with your salad. All right, everybody. And water. That's the show. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's me and my wife. We'll do more of these if you like it. Uh, if you don't like it, don't let me know. Oh, you can let me know. Although yeah. there, you don't know how to get in touch with me. I have a Twitter. It's fine. called uh, Leanne's Pussy. What? Yeah, I have a Twitter for you. You do not. I have it. It's Leanne's Pussy, I think. No, it is not. I'm being dead serious. I bought it for well, you. Well, I don't have it, and I'm not checking it's that. Under your, it's under your email address. It better not be Leanne's Pussy. I don't want that one. Well, no. Well, that's the one you I don't you want got. one at all. I don't have Twitter. Hold on. One I do second. not tweet. Let's see if it's there. Leanne. I'm stuck in the previous century. I just don't. I don't have time to do all that stuff. I'm too busy doing, like, stuff. I it's not, it's, I, maybe it went away. Oh, no, no. Hey, it doesn't exist, anyone. So if you want to grab it, and then that can be Leanne's account. No, thanks. I'm good. All right, I'm going to post this tomorrow or tonight. Who won? Who won the game? The New York Mets. Fuck. Who won the game? I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, so go to the Dollar Shave Club. Check Dollar out. Dollar Shave Club? Is that who? Harry's.com. Fuck. <laughs> I got to edit that out now, too. I got to edit that out now, too. Um, all right. So go to Harry's Shave Club. Harry's.com. Go to Harry's. Fuck. I got to edit that out, too, now. All right. Go to Harry's.com. Uh Go to BurtCast.com. Go to Burt, Burt, Burt. Use our Amazon link. Uh, buy a shirt. Buy a book. Have a great fucking week. Check out my YouTube channel. I've been really putting stuff up. I got a new camera. I'm going to bang this shit out. Um, and December is going to be fucking multimedia month. Is it? Oh, yeah. m Bl- Vlogs. Podcasts. Reading uh, uh, an excerpt from my book that got declined. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I just found like three chapters that he didn't use. I was like, I'm going to read them on my podcast. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. You want to promo anything? I don't have anything to promo. But thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks a lot. Sure. Anytime. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.